Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you Final word, Pakistan Daily. Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon. Day one of the third test here at Lahore. Uh, Jeff, tell us all about it in 30 seconds. That's Lahore, eh? Australia won the toss and elected to bat. Lost two wickets with eight runs on the board. New ball wickets. What the hell? What's that about? What uh, doing? Then Steve Smith and Usman Khawaja put on 138 together. Uh, and then Pakistan started winkling them out. Smith, leg before wicket, another half century. Khawaja nicks off for 91, another near 100. Uh, Travis Head made 26 and then got out. They were five for 232 at the end of the day. Alex Carey coming back tomorrow. Cameron Green coming back tomorrow. But wickets actually fell on a on an attritional sort of day. Yeah, I think that the surface would suggest that it's Pakistan's day and it's Naseem Shah's day. Coming back after tea with two very set men, they batted throughout the middle session, Khawaja and Smith. Well, they came together in the third over of the test match, so they've effectively mm. batted two full sessions and change into the third, and to get Smith at that particular juncture was going to require a plan and patience, and that's mm-hmm. what uh, they were able to put together. So just to put it uh, in perspective, so yes, he blows that uh, Smith's back pad off eventually. He doesn't review fine piece of reverse swing bowling, but it's the over or two before that. Setting it outside the off stump, uh, giving Smith tempters, getting him shuffling over in the crease. And mm. when the begin dipper came, it was perfect. The appeal was such a joyous one from the scene, knowing that the, the plan had come together perfectly and, and off he goes for 59. And that changed the entire energy of the afternoon. You mentioned Khawaja out nine runs short of 100. When he lost Smith, he really did um, go back a gear. And, and as is so often the case when a big partnership is broken, they get both of those head late in the day uh, yeah I, I reverse think again reverse for again for head that's right with the old ball and that was only because they stuck with the old one because Nassim found his outside edge uh, in the 81st over so they could have taken the second new ball mm-hmm. uh, he got one to move straight away and you know again well thought out good cricket that they've earned their ascendancy on the first day albeit you know marginal as it is well yeah it is marginal but if they could push it on the second morning, you know, so five down for this kind of score, if you get through six and seven pretty quickly, maybe you get them out for 300. I mean, I think anything, I think under 350 batting first on this is very much the bowling team's win, uh, given what we've yeah, seen, just definitely. the huge, huge partnerships and, and long, long innings we've seen in this series. Um, Nassim Bowling beautifully got left out of the second test had that rest, you know, came back firing for this one. But it, it took time, and it, it was such a fascinating start because Shaheen Shafridi, you know, who's who's had a horrible run against Australia. Those two tests he played in Australia, awful, got clouded for hundreds of runs, you know, didn't, just couldn't get on top of them. Um, and then, it's, I'm not necessarily saying it's all his fault, I'm just saying he's had huge 
tallies of runs and he's barely been yep. able to take a wicket um, the conditions that, he, that he's bowled in David Warner making a triple hundred at Adelaide and then the first two tests here where it's just been like dry nothing nothing doing for him whatsoever he's tried to bowl the Yorker too much I reckon he's sort of tried, gone back to his white ball armoury and it hasn't worked and then suddenly today bit of movement in hits Warner on the pad trapped puts a temperature out for Labuschagne nicks off only made one duck in his career before the last couple of weeks, and now he's made two in these last three innings. And suddenly it was like, two for eight? Yeah. Two yeah. for eight. Both, and both in the first innings for Labuschagne as well. I watched him bat at length again yesterday, as I did before the Karachi test, where he was the only Australian member of the top five, top six, who was here to, to train, and it's not worked out on either occasion. Just on Shaheen, I, I think they've always demonstrated a lot of respect towards him. He only conceded 88 runs in Adelaide uh, across 30 overs and 88 runs at Rulpindi across 30 overs, which suggests that they always know he's a threat mm. if he can get going and today the difference was he got going and that whole spell was electrifying especially on a pitch where often balls weren't even carrying through to Rizwan when he's bending his back with the crowd behind him no matter where he goes he's the most popular player alongside Barbara's arm in this Pakistani side and sure that's partly because he has the Afridi name uh, but still that, that chant late in the day when he took the second new ball was, was something else albeit with a you know, pretty modest crowd in they made so mm. much noise for him and he lifts them and his wicket celebrations are, uh, are something they can galvanise around. And the fact that he led Lahore uh, to the PSL title, a lot of people around these parts have a lot of affection for him. So I was so pleased to see him get busy at the start of the day. Mm. And then even someone like Sajid Khan playing his role today too. He was the spinner who was turned to second, but bowled the bulk of the overs, had to bowl dry, did bowl dry. And I thought the way that he bowled aggressively to Kawaja, throwing the ball up, giving it a rip, and never letting Kawaja settle, not allowing Kawaja to play an array of sweeps and reverse sweeps and all the rest of it. He got a couple away, mm. but it wasn't the norm. It was the exception. And when Kawaja's at his best against spin, he can milk the field so well. He never got into that groove today, and I think that's why it, it felt right to me that Sajid Khan eventually was the one to mm. dismiss him off the back of the bat, sharp chance by Barbara Azam at first slip. It was interesting how, how things shifted back and forth between bat and ball over the day. So when Smith and Kawaja come together. I mean, Smith looked like a million bucks when yeah. he came in. He smoked four boundaries in his first 19 runs. He had 16 of them to the fence. Started with an off drive. When's the last time you saw Steve Smith hit an off drive? You know, he's got that kind of cack-handed claw grip, which means he either goes he goes leg side most of the time or he opens it up completely and goes inside out through cover. He doesn't hit through mid-off. Almost never hits through mid-off. Straight down for his first boundary. Another two boundaries through cover and then that clip I mean it was almost a Yorker that he clips off his toes so sweetly through square leg and it was like I I don't remember him timing the ball that well since maybe 2017-18 you know even even the 19 Ashes he was grinding more than more than he was sort of caressing the ball away and that like it looked sweet it sounded sweet off the bat and and I was like this is this is his day but they were able to kind of keep his Slow is scoring down enough after that that by the time he gets into the 50s, gets to 59, and then the ball's old enough that they're able to set him up in that way that you described before. Yeah, what you're saying there about down the ground, the very, very first piece I wrote about Steve Smith when I first went into journalism, I described him as like a, a goofy footer snowboarder where mm. like they kind of have the feet on the wrong way. That's yeah. with his hands, with his top hand, I think I'm right in saying, his top hand facing out towards mid-wicket. So his straight drive is effectively a drive through mid-wicket, or at least it was in that version of Stephen mm. Smith. He's made many, many tweaks since since that part of his career. But yeah, it was striking to see him get off the ground with a pristine straight drive, a couple through the covers to die for as well. Then 
he stopped. Really going after it. Like he went yeah. after wide balls. He looked like he was out there going, I, I'm going to attack. And I thought either he's going to make a massive score or he's going to nick off at some point. Well, I thought it was interesting that he that he stops. And again, this, this goes to Pakistan mm. using their change bowl as well, especially Nassim Shah, who came on first change after Hassan Ali took the new ball. Smith was on 19 for about half an hour. Moved to 23 with another boundary. But just that early momentum, Kawaja overtook mm. him. It was Kawaja who was making more of the running up to lunch and after lunch as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so he didn't ever quite get away from Pakistan. And I think that's been a feature of all of the first innings batting we've seen in the series. Pakistan at Royal Pindi, Australia at Karachi, and then again today. Even when players have been in, they've not really gotten away from a side and been able to bat at four or five and over. Yep. That never looked like it was a serious risk after Smith was dried up on 19. And yeah, I, I, they did have, I mentioned it before, but they had the plan to him and they had the plan to Kawaja and they were patient. And they did, as Pat Cummins foreshadowed before the start of the series, you need to do two things in Pakistan. Uh, be patient when it's not going your way and believe your luck will turn. And when your luck turns, you need to put the foot down. Mm. And that's what they did with the old ball to such good effect late in the day. Yeah, I, I think that's that's exactly right. It was having the... the the sharpness to say, well, let's keep this old ball for one more over. Let's give Nassim an over with the old ball yep. and see what's doing. And what do you know? It started to go. So he gets, uh, he bowls one ball to Travis Head that's booming down the leg side and Nassim's chastising himself saying, I put too much on it. You know, I almost nailed him in front but didn't get it. The next ball, he's bowling round the wicket to the left-hander. He gets the one that goes the other way, the sort of mirror image Mitchell Stark style, you know, the one that the one that's moving away a touch. And Travis Head's hanging back, just wanting to defend. Little bit of movement away from him, takes the outside edge, and suddenly it is Pakistan's day at that point. So frustration for Travis Head. He finishes the, I say finishes the series. He'll get about the second time, but 23, 8 and 26, I think, mm. are his three scores, in, or not in that sequence, but they're the three numbers he's been uh, dismissed on. Uh, Steve Smith out for 72, 78 and 59. So three Mm -hmm. unconverted half centuries. We were talking on commentary around Alan Border going four years without a test hundred. I mean, we're nowhere near that that territory for Smith yet. But both he and Warner were ton machines before their suspension. Mm -hmm. And as it was for Smith immediately after and and Warner against Pakistan at home. But taken as a whole, they've not been those kind of players in this part of their career. It's not not to say they're not worthy of a spot. Warner made two crucial contributions to start the Ashes and made a half century uh, in Rolpindi. And as for Smith, he's been a consistent contributor here that Mm. probably no longer, well, not at the moment anyway, the guy who you can sort of set and forget once he gets in, as he was for such a long stretch in that glory part of his career from 2013 until 2019. A different kind of energy around him now. Felt it. It felt fitting in a way that Nassim Shah nailed him on the pad because for that four and a half five year period where Steve Smith was a god, nobody hit his pads. Oh, you right. couldn't yeah. hit his pads. He did exactly everyone what he tried. Did. Yeah, everyone <laughs> tried, and that's where he made all his runs. He was yeah. like, "I'll step across my stumps. You'll try to hit me in line because you can't help it because you're a bowler, and that's all you think about is I'll try to hit you in line, and I will flick you, not necessarily smash you for four, but I'll just nudge you there for one, yep. and then two, and then four if I feel like it. The fact that he actually missed a ball that was hooping into his pads you know and it wasn't unplayable but he was it was well bowled but it's like the mortality of Steve Smith he's becoming a a mortal player again you can get him out LBW and on that note let's go to the Hall of Fame for today my nomination involves Steve Smith we are sitting at not a long way from the sight screen up here this week mm-hmm. on, on the gantry. I'm always mindful at the end of the over, we've got to uh, do the right thing and, and not be moving when the new over starts. The mm-hmm. right, you know, fairly mm-hmm. basic stuff when, when commentating, but nonetheless, it's, it's a factor and it's in my head all day long. 
It's a factor in Smith's Head, so at the other end of the ground, at the pavilion end, there's a Pakistan flag flying just alongside their dressing room. And I did think of it when I was watching training yesterday that, gee, those flags are quite low and they are technically in line with the, the outer sight screen, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And Steve Smith was so frustrated by it, continually stopping play to, um, to deal with the flag that he eventually got it taken down. And as soon as he was out, he had it put back up again. Well, not him necessarily, <laughs> but they, the match official said, you can send the flag back up uh. again. Steve Smith's gone. So um, one of his quirks on display for that to be in the Bowers eye line. Anyway, that's a whole mm. different conversation. But part of the part of the way in which we enjoy Smith and uh, and uh, and have uh, found him a fascinating case study over over the years is that he's got these quirks, and one of them is stuff going on behind the bowler. Run it up the flagpole and see. Uh, one of his slightly less endearing quirks is my Hall of Fame. Remember during the summer, uh, I can't remember which Test match it was, but every, every time it started raining a bit, maybe it was Sydney, he would just run off the field himself before yes. the umpires said that we're going off for rain. Uh, lunch break here, two, uh, sorry, tea break, 2.39 or whatever it was. Uh, you know, they're finishing over. There's a minute to go. And he goes, I think I'll just go and have tea now and just walked off. Now, maybe, maybe the umpires wouldn't have gotten to position. Had they tried to move into position, it might have ticked over. But he took the tea break and the umpires watched him walk and off. And they let him? And, th- and then they knocked the bales off and followed him off. Interesting, because play started after tea at, at 41 past the hour. Hmm which would suggest, I think that's right, which means they had a 22-minute tea break and they missed out on the last over by 10 seconds because mm-hmm. Pakistan, anti-Hall of Fame, didn't get round to their position in time. So they definitely should have got 89 in, not 88. And one more over for Nassim Shah with the second new ball. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, they can only blame it on themselves. They only bowled 24 in the first session uh, yes. and that included some with the spinners bowling. It was hot, to so, be fair. It was yeah, hot. sure, it was hot. A couple of wickets fell, nonetheless. I'm pretty sure there have been hot sessions <laughs> before where wickets fell and all of the overs are bowled. Uh, and there will be hot sessions tomorrow. It's going to be hot uh, every day of this test match by all reports so strap in for a scorcher here at Lahore great to have test cricket back here by the way my last Hall of Fame nomination uh, umpire Raza uh, of course he was shot here 13 years ago at the Liberty Roundabout just around the corner from this ground returning here standing in his fourth test match what a journey it's been for him personally to get to this point of his uh, umpiring career Mm. and to be here felt important today and he had a blinder every decision he made was spot on yep and and I really liked Pete Lawler mentioned it on our radio commentary it was something to think about he said imagine what's going through his mind when he's on his way to the ground this morning yeah, yeah. you know coming back for a test match for the first time since that day it, it is a it, it's an, an incredibly emotional thing to think about and uh yeah massive respect to him for coming back indeed okay this has been the final word pakistan daily stumps at the whore on day one it's five for 232 i'm pretty sure jeff did it in the summary earlier near enough we'll be back tomorrow uh, thanks for watching catch you then so you know what i meant yeah. i had to go about it